Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, the future's getting closer. Welcome to Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to today's podcast. Hey everybody, it's Paul Abernathy from Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. And today's podcast, we're going to talk about preparing for an exam. Now, I've done this before. But lately, I'm getting a lot of emails and a lot of messenger questions uh, in from our Facebook forum that we have. And if you're not a student, um, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. If you are a student, I, should, I don't know why I said you're not a student. If you are a student and you're, you're studying to get your journeyman's or your master's, um, then you really should be a, a member of our Master the NEC exam prep forum on our Facebook page uh, because uh, you can ask any question in there and somebody will help you or I'll help you or whatnot and uh, it's only for those that are interested in studying for an exam. Uh, if you're just into electrical forums, it's not the one for you uh, because that's not what the discussions are. Discussions are preparing people for exam. Um, so anyway, so that form is available to you. Uh, but what I wanted to talk about with people that contact me is is what do I is a bunch of questions that people had. One is, Paul, what do you recommend the night before an exam? Now that's one question I get often, and I say I do absolutely nothing to do with electrical codes the night before an exam. No cramming. You either know it or you don't. If you're night before, uh, just relax, go to bed early, uh, try to clear your mind and. Uh, you know, don't sit there and have think because there's no way in your mind you're going to be able to think of the exam question that's going to be uh, on your mind, and, and it's just going to stress you out. Uh, and it makes it worse if you go into the exam, you stressed out because you stayed up late trying to cram everything you think you didn't know it by now, so you're cramming at the last minute, and then you get in front of this test computer, and the very first question or the second question stumps you. And you are defeated. You are literally deflated right there in front of that. And your mind, you're going, gee, many crickets. Now I've got, what, a couple hours left of this? It's not going to get better. You're defeated. And you mentally have reduced your chance of passing the exam. you got to be positive, man. you you got to go in there saying, I'm going to nail this sucker. And you know what? If And, and then you think to yourself, you, say, you know what, though? If I don't nail it, but I'm going to nail it. But if I don't, I'm going to take it again, and I'm going to nail that sucker. That's positive, okay? Um, and uh, or I guess you could probably not even say the other part; just keep it, you know, in your mind. But you're like, no, I'm nailing this thing. I am nailing it. Go in with a positive attitude. I boy, I, and that sounds kind of cliche-ish, but I'm going to tell you what, buddy. 
If you go into an exam with doubt in your mind and you get that bad question and you start questioning your knowledge, it just it won't get better. Trust me, you're your own worst enemy. Um, so I recommend to people don't do anything the night before. Uh, spend time with the family, watch a little TV, go to bed early, uh, prepare. Uh, get up in the morning. Don't pull the code book out and try to study in the morning before you go. Don't do it. You're either ready or you're not. Okay, Be clear. You're ready or you're not. Uh, there's two trains of thought when it comes to tests in studying. And I'll give you my kind of little tip on studying and the time frame that I really think is necessary to really nail an exam. Uh, doesn't mean you can do it sooner. I'm just going to give you my little formula for it. There's there's the natural lookup code type questions that are just code questions that you got to look up in the code book. And then you have the, ex- the calculations. Um I believe that you should spend a lot of time. Now, it depends on your test and your state. For example, in Texas, uh, it wasn't the same in Virginia, for example. But in Texas, uh, there's a separate test for the calcs and a separate test for the lookups, just to look up in the code. Know your code uh, language and know how to look it up in the code and things like that. You know, securing and supporting, all this kind of stuff. Um, So you have to spend an equal time in both. Uh, when I talk calculations, uh, literally you can get all the the calculations are not going to be overly difficult. Uh, I usually tell people for exams, understand Ohm's law, understand the principle of the Ohm wheel. Most of the time they give you one, but some states they don't. Understand those basic concepts. Um, understand how to do range calculations. Fully get an understanding of those notes. Uh, one, two, three, four notes. Uh, Get an understanding on on how to deal with uh, the basic standard single-family dwelling calculations. Uh, and not just the whole concept of moving through the 3VA per square foot all the way down through appliances. And literally understand each piece, okay? Understand the, the issues of coincidental and, I mean, uh, non-coincidental loads, uh, what that means um, when it comes to, like, AC versus heat and whatnot. And really get an understanding of it so that if any piece or element of that kind of calculations on an exam, that's all they're asking for that you can nail it, right? Uh, if they're just simply wanting to know what the general lighting and receptacle uh, loads are, it, you know how to do that part of it, okay? You, you understand how to, to deal with it and calculate it. Um, and don't try to think that you have to learn to do a 10-story building and every element of it. Now, there might be an exam out there. I heard rumors that North Carolina has some stuff like that on it. Uh, you know what? You're not going to get enough of those goofy questions that are going to really steamroll you on passing exam. Okay, Just understand the concepts of motors and how to size single conductors, the feeder conductors, how to do overloads, short circuit ground fault protection understand the concept of the feeder ground fault short circuit protection uh, understand that and and understand your tap rules uh, and things like that 24021 uh, and things like that are going to help serve you well uh, in your calculations understand what a continuous load is and that the actual load and the continuous load are really two different things. Uh, 15 amps of continuous load is is still 15 amps. You treat it 
as a continuous load if it's three hours or more, or the code tells you that it's a continuous load. And that's why your sizing conductor is in accordance with that. In reality is it doesn't change the load. The load is the load. So there's so many things that you know that you can learn in it. But the one of the things that I tell people is understanding the fundamentals so that you get a gimme on an exam. I mean, understand the fact that with MC cable that you secure it and support it every six feet. If you have four conductors, 10 gauge uh, and smaller, that you have to secure it with 12 inches or, or less, okay? But you can go up to 12 inches. When it's over that, you can go all the way up to six feet for securing it. Um, things like non-metallic sheath cable. Oh, excuse me. Also, I'll tell you that's 330.30 for MC cable. If you're going into non-metallic sheath cable, understand it, that you will secure it within 12 inches of a box and every four and a half feet, unless the box is um, two and a quarter by four inches, uh, like a nail-up box, and then you know it has no clamp built into it, then you need to secure it within eight inches. Just kind of as you go through a normal standard course, uh, and that's 334.30, and as you move through that, you will slowly gain enough information that when you see a what I call low-hanging fruit question on an exam, uh, you know, if it's two minutes per exam, a question on the exam, if that's how it works out, and you answer one or two or three almost right away because you just you just know it, right? Because of your reading material or how you've been studying, then you're going to put into that exam an additional built-in potential six minutes that you can use on a question that is harder. And so you do this over and over again, and you're going to build up what I call a bank of time. And so... Two different approaches. Learn your calcs, be diligent with the calcs, and really focus on how to find things. And we have a video that talks about how to uh, look for the root uh, inside of the key terms inside of a question. Now, that's not a 100% given on every question. Some people just don't know how to write a question. I'm going to tell you that right now. I've seen enough of them through the years that I'm thinking, man... The only one that really knew the answer to the question was the person that wrote it, because it's a really bad question. I will say this. I know that all of the questions in the database in our programs are really good questions, uh, because they're all based on DeWalt. So they've been vetted for a while. They're a pretty good selection of questions. I know that the ones at the end of our units for our Fast Track program, that you have to fill in the blank and then submit to us and we grade it, I can tell you right now, those are some tough questions. If you can answer those based on the content you just worked on in that program, then you're going to do okay. Now, how quickly do you move through that? Well, that takes us to the to the next thought. Um, like I said, you don't cram overnight. I'm not a big believer in these weekend things where you do eight hours for two days and you cram. Um, I'm just I'm just not a big believer in that. I think that you won't retain it. You learn shortcuts, and, and nothing against those that do it. Look, I'm, nothing against it. They've had great success. It's just not for me. I'm just not into uh, eight hours and two days of, of just trying to cram everything that I think might be on an exam and then hope that I go take an exam and I don't forget any of these shortcuts and things like that. It, I'd rather learn it for the long haul. So that brings me to people's expectation of time. I usually tell people, in order to truly prepare for an exam, I mean to truly know you're going to nail it, then you need at least three months, okay? It's 12 weeks of dedication to going through the course material, taking a quiz every other day, because you should be taking the quizzes every other day, 
uh, after you're reading the material, move through the material, then you're going to give your best chances of success, plus you're going to retain it. And that's the big thing for me is, is not just passing the exam. I know that's important for you because that's your milestone for your career. But in reality, I want to take all this with me. I want to, I want to be that go-to guy. I want to be that code person. I want to be the one that saves my company when somebody's getting ready to do something and I say, no, that's not compliant with the code. I, I want to be that guy. There's always a guy, but do you want to be that guy? So it's not for everybody. I get it. I truly get it. That is, it's not for everybody to want that kind of that that kind of dedication to it. Uh, but if you do, then it really takes you preparing. And, and also, it doesn't mean that you're an apprentice with three weeks of uh, under your belt that now you're going to take a, a course prepare for exam. You're not ready, buddy. You are not. You are just now dipping your toe in it. You need to put your time in. Usually I tell people, you really don't start preparing for an exam until you've got your time in there. Uh, you, you're starting to really put that time in there, and you now you really need to start studying uh, because you've got an exam coming up. Uh, usually when I did apprenticeship schools and I was teaching them, it was the, the last year was code, uh, and that was because they learned the fundamentals, they learned the uh, installing raceways, bending uh, conduit and tubing and, and things like that. So now they were honing their code knowledge and they had so much experience, their hands-on, that it really, some of the terminologies that are used in the code came natural. Um, but I really think that you have to put your time in and when you get about three weeks from when, you, excuse me, three months from when you want to take your exam, that's the time to start really focusing on being able to dissect a code question, find the answer in the code book, how to navigate back and forth through the code book, no cheating shortcuts, just really learn the code, then you're ready. And then the calculations, you know, be honest with yourself. Um, Try to do a calculation. Uh, There's plenty of resources online that can give you some exam questions, some practice practice stuff. We have a program that's out there, pretty affordable, I think. I can't remember the price, like 260 something, but it's 800 questions online, uh, just like to simulate what you would do in an exam. Um, and you could take them over and over and over again. You get access to it for a year. Hopefully it don't take you that long, but you get access to it. So there's so many things that you can do. Now, I do have the people that come to me and say, Paul, I got to do this in three weeks. I got to have it done in four weeks. Okay. It can be done. It is also going to base on the fact that you have a lot of hands-on knowledge and you have a good understanding because otherwise the National Electrical Code can be quite confusing for people if you don't understand these terminology, if you don't get what overcurrent protection is, okay? Short circuit ground fault and overload is all dealing with overcurrent. If you don't understand the concepts, it's going to be harder for you. It is. Ain't no lie. And there's nothing that I can do to change that. Um... But if you do come in there with a good knowledge base and you work through it, you really can move as fast as you want. Now, if you had to learn just by flipping through the code, then you're, you're, you're really wasting your time. You really, at that point, need a program. And so, for example, our Fast Tracks program is broken down into units that focus you on things you need to learn. Uh, and then we test you on it. And then we give you a manual exam where you have to fill in the blanks. And it's quite a, it's a tough one. I, you know, you do it right online and we grade it and it'll give you the feedback. And if you get grades on that back in the 
students have gotten 30 and 40 percent. Uh, you know you got work to do. It's just the first unit, but you got work to do because you're you're you you, you got ways to go. Um, and so that's structure. And I'm a big believer in structure, preparing for an exam. There's many ways to do it. You can get books, you can get videos, you can get DVDs, you can do whatever you want, uh, however you choose. But you need to choose a structured plan. Back when I was a, an, a, a, a learning helper and in in starting to learn the code. Uh, and prepare for my exams. Uh, I follow the same concepts that I preach today. Uh, I watched videos. I read books. I didn't have the same luxury as the online stuff that we have today. Uh, but you know, because this was 30 years ago. But I mean, I I really um, focused on it and created a plan. And I think that everybody needs to create a plan. Set a deadline when you want to when you want to achieve your success, which I'm sure you will. Uh, and target it, but I my generally I tell people uh, three months. Uh, can you do it in thirty days? Absolutely, but it's going to take some diligence on your part, and you need structure more than any other person. If you need to do something that quick time, you need to be have units that tell you exactly what you need to read uh, and what you need to do in order for you to move through it. And again, the pace for people study for exams, the pace is all on you. If you want to, if you want to read, do one hour of reading, and or in even our program, you can even listen to it. But if you want to do that one hour a week, then it's going to take you a while. Uh, I recommend people that are studying for an exam, that are actively studying because they need to pass an exam, that they spend at least two hours a night, or at least two hours every other night, uh, of reading the material and allowing them the time to take an exam, or take a quiz, and so. Um, if you want to be successful, it's like anything in a career. You got to work for it. Uh, trust me. There's this book, which is a little over an inch and a half, maybe almost two inches thick, is not the easiest book in the world to learn. Okay, uh, it's it's terminologies and language, and sometimes it's and it's not designed for use by the average person, okay? This is not for the untrained worker. This is for trained people to use, okay? And so, again, that, that's my advice on preparing for an exam. One, don't study the night before. Uh, you either know it or you don't. Give yourself time to study and learn. And if you're in a, if you're in a pinch, then you need to devote to it. it nobody's going to put the knowledge in your head but you. I can sit here and give you one-on-one seminars and, and podcasts and whatever, and we get off, and, the, and it'll just flow right out the one ear and, and in one ear and out the other. You have to read it to comprehend it. You have to take tests and quizzes to really grasp it. If you do all that, then you should be successful with it. It's just it's a no-brainer when it comes to that uh, because it's right there in black and white. Okay, um, so. Um, again, I'm, I'm not pushing for our Fast Tracks program, but I think that that program utilizing Charles's book and the LMS program online and what we embed in it, the videos that we put in it, the podcasts that we embed in it, the, um, the, the, the fact that you take all these quizzes online under the same kind of environment that you would take an exam scenario, uh, that it's uh, very beneficial. Okay, So um, that's my advice when it comes to preparing for an exam, be very structured. Give yourself time. If you're in a pinch, then you need structure more than anything else. 
Um, again, I'm not a big fan of the cram sessions and the weekends. Uh, if you, you know, I, I just not. I just don't think that that's a, you know, I mean, some people do it. And there's very successful educators that do it. And that's great. I, I no problem with that. But I'm a believer that it takes time to retain it. Uh, you can, uh, short-term memory. Uh, some people struggle with short-term memory. Uh, so listening to something for two days and cramming eight hours each day into your head, trying to teach you tricks and shortcuts is, is fine. It, you know, some people it works. Um, but at the end of the day, will you retain it? And I'm all about retaining it. All right. So anyway, that's my thoughts on that, folks. So hopefully you got something out of it. I just wanted to throw something out there because I got some questions about different things like that. Um, so, and then of course, uh, one other question I got was, what rec- what do we recommend as a study guide? Well, obviously the National Electrical Code. Um, my 2020 code, for example, is not tabbed out um, because I'm not a studying for anything and I don't need to be in, in a timed thing. But since most of the codes now, if you can just, you can just flip it in the top left corner and you see all the articles and and all the sections or whatnot in it, that it's not so bad. But I'm a big believer of tabs when it comes to an exam, as long as your state allows tabs, because it allows you to see where something's quicker. And you know, feeders 215, I see a tab, boom, I'm right there, and uh, it benefits it. I just haven't tabbed out my, my 2020s yet, and I probably won't for a while. But anyway, anything that can help you, uh, check with your state to make sure you can tab. Some don't allow you to. Some you have to use their books. That's why I tell people, practice doing it without tabs for that ev- event that you might not have it tabbed or you might not get to have tabs. Uh, but if you check ahead of time and you know your state allows tabs, by all means, get the permanent tabs. You can get them from NFPA. You can get them from other sources and tab your book up. Put your tabs in there. There's a right way and a wrong way to put tabs in, so make sure you read the instructions. Trust me. Um, so that's it, folks. Hopefully that's helped you out. Study for that exam. I, I believe in you. Uh, hopefully my videos have helped you. Podcasts have helped you. Um, but uh, you know, it's the next step in your career, and I hope that you achieve all the success that you dreamed of. Until next time, folks, stay safe. God bless. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.